Welcome to the show! And, and again, once again, it's yours truly, the host. And it is July 21st, episode 2. Today's topics, we're going to talk about Dak Prescott and his $31.4 million franchise tag. CBS Sports came out with a top 10 of today coaches and QBs. Well, we're going to go over that list because, of course, the host disagrees with mostly the whole thing. And we're going to discuss Major League Baseball's 60-game schedule. Well, first up, I mentioned on the last show, I was going to talk about Dak Prescott and his $31.4 million franchise tag that he signed. He finally signed, and in the process, according to rumors, turning down $100 million guaranteed. Now, were the Cowboys really trying to sign him? I just... If, if if they really wanted him, they would. I thought. I think they would have had him signed. Could it be? You know, he's last year. He's eight and eight. To me, eight and eight. That's not a thirty-one point four million dollar quarterback, is it? Eight and eight. He's also in his career six and seventeen against five hundred or better teams, and last year, most passes thrown into tight coverage. Number one, of course, was Jameis Winston, but he couldn't see, so he had to get Lasix. Dak Prescott, Winston had 142 passes in a tight coverage. Dak Prescott was number, number two. He had 128. Maybe he should be on the next list for the uh, Lasix surgery if he's not seeing too well out there. You know, Dak Prescott has a really good group of playmakers. He's got Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, CeCe Lamb. He's got Zeke as a running back. And he's got Pollard as backing him up as a running back. Zeke shouldn't be going 8-8 eight eight with that kind of lineup as an offense. Maybe the Cowboys just aren't confident in him. And here's the other thing. You know, usually all the time we, get, we, we hear about, we get a, a comment or something from Jerry Jones. Where's Jerry Jones is? He hasn't been around at all. Usually this, guy's, this guy has any chance he wants. He wants to get on TV. They show him in the booth on the games and on the football. Immediately he's looking up in the TV when he's in his suite because he wants to be on TV so bad. We haven't heard one comment from Jerry Jones yet. Is Jerry Jones okay? Is he like sick or something? I don't know. But here's, here's what I think is going to happen. I think Mike McCarthy, when he became coach, he got to look at the tape. And he said, whew. I don't know, just Dak Prescott, he ain't worth $31.4 million to me. I, was, I just came from a team who's got a $35 million quarterback, and that's what a $35 million quarterback should look like. So, you know, there's all this talk when Mike McCarthy and, and Aaron Rodgers were together up in Green Bay. They didn't get along, you know? The, you know, you heard Aaron Rodgers maybe said some stuff in the huddle or, or you know, said some stuff afterwards after the games, throwing some digs at McCarthy. Were they really not getting along, or was that just the media just hyping this stuff up? I think, you know, since the Packers, they drafted this Jordan Love. And, yeah, he might not be ready to play this year, but maybe he's going to be ready to play next year. And what does that mean? If Dak Prescott doesn't sign with the Cowboys for a long-term deal, he's a free agent. Jerry Jones is getting older. I just said it. We haven't heard from the guy in a while. Maybe he's getting sick. 
Maybe he's not going to be around much longer. Maybe he puts his foot down to Stephen Jones and says, we need to win down. Mike McCarthy, signed as the coach, has to continue his legacy as being a, a, a Super Bowl coach, getting a team to the Super Bowl, winning it, trying to be a great offensive playmaker. Maybe Mike McCarthy goes to Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones and says, hey, you guys want to win? Make a trade for Aaron Rodgers. Get Aaron Rodgers on this team. Aaron Rodgers in Dallas, oh my God, that would be a match made in heaven for, for uh, Jerry Jones. Man, all the publicity he would get, that is something Jerry Jones needs. But here's Dak Prescott. He's been this model citizen for the Cowboys. He says all the right things. Every time there's a, there's something goes wrong, there's Dak Prescott. You know, saying the right things out in front of the press, making everything seem likely. And then after, you know, Dak Prescott didn't sign his... His um his tender, or I mean he did sign his tender, but he didn't sign sign a long deal. He got his brother, Tad Prescott, on Twitter, comes up with this quote. This is Tad Prescott. There's a reason why I was never a Dallas Cowboys fans growing up before they drafted Dak after today. Who knows how much longer I'll be cheering for them? Oh, oh okay, okay, uh Tad. Is that, is that, is that, you know, is that like some kind of threat? You know who Tad is to me? You know, by saying that, remember when you're, when you're, you're growing up and you're with your friends and you're all on your, you know, you're all on your BMX bikes or your bikes and you're, you're looking to go do something. And then up comes one of the, you know, your friend's brothers and he comes wheeling up on his big wheel and he wants to join the crowd and everybody just looks at him and says, yeah, get out of here. Yeah, that, that's Tad Prescott. Enough with your comments, Tad. Get out of here. So who knows what's going to happen with who knows what's going to happen with uh, Dak Prescott? We'll see what the season has, and we'll see how that turns out. Now, CBS Sports came out with this on the, on Twitter. They posted this top ten QB coach duels for the 2020 season. Well, number one, okay. Number one, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Come on now. These guys have only played 31 regular season games together, five playoffs. Okay, they won the Super Bowl last year. Does that make them number one? I, I don't know. I'm just not seeing it. Now, number two, I, I can see this at number two. You know, longevity has, a, for me, has a, little, has a little to play into it. But I wouldn't have put them at number two. Drew Brees, Sean Payton. Okay, 216 regular season games together, 15 playoff appearances, 8-7 record in the playoffs, and one Super Bowl. Hey, to me, that's pretty legit. They, have, they, you know, they should be up there. But I wouldn't have them at number two. The host will give his top three at the end of this. Now, number three, Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll. Now, here's the, here's the one key stat about this. Russell Wilson's been in the league eight seasons. He started all 16 games in those eight seasons. That's 128 regular season games, 15 playoff games together, one Super Bowl, one loss. To me, they're, they're legit, and I, I would have them in the top. Now, here's number four. Oh, boy. This is just mind-boggling to me. Lamar Jackson and John Harbaugh. Are you kidding me? 
John Harbaugh was flandering a season and a half ago, and he just put Lamar Jackson in there, and they've only been together for 22 games, but two playoff appearances. <laughs> oh, and two, keep in mind, in those playoff appearances with the great Lamar Jackson, who, by the way, in my opinion, he can't throw the ball. To me, to me, number four. They're number four after 22 games? To me, Andy Dalton and Marvin Lewis were more successful than these two idiots. But who knows? You know, that's what the CBS thinks. They got to push it up there. They need, you know, they want people to think, oh, Lamar Jackson and John Harbaugh, great. Whatever. Number five, we got Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson. (sighs) Again, Carson Wentz, the guy who, oh, plays great during the regular season. But we haven't seen him perform yet in the playoffs. So, you know, number five, I would have had them down on the list a little bit. Number six, here we go again. None of these guys, they play half a season and one full season. They make it to the Super Bowl. Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyle Shanahan. Oh, boy. I, I don't know. You know, this list, This you know, I get it. There's only a certain combo. Yeah, right. You know, you can't have... Um, you know, some scrubs up here. You know, you can't have uh, Philip Rivers and um, um, what's his name there? Frank Reich, coach of the Colts. You can't have those guys up here. They haven't been together. I'm surprised on this list already. We don't have Brady and Bruce Arians on here. That's how bogus this list is. I'm surprised they're not on here for greatest coach QB duo because I'm surprised that CBS didn't hype that up. Jim Nance, you know, is all excited for that. Number seven on this list is Watson and O'Brien. O'Brien, how do you consider him even a coach? That guy looks clueless every time he's out there. He's at number seven. Now here's where the, the, the host is going to take exception here because way down at number eight, now this is a little personal for me, Big Ben and Mike Tomlin. Are you kidding? Number eight, they're not ahead of, of Watson, O'Brien, Garoppolo, Shanahan, Wentz, Peterson, Jackson, Harbaugh, Mahomes, those two together, Big Ben and Tomlin have accomplished more than Mahomes and Reed. 192 regular season games together, 21 playoffs. Yeah, one Super Bowl win and one Super Bowl loss. How can they not be higher than any of those people I mentioned? Number nine, we have Jared Goff and Sean. Okay, this, this might carry a little something with me, and I'll tell you why. Jared Goff looked like complete garbage when he was with Jeff Fisher. And Sean McVay came in and made this guy look really good. Yeah, they've, they've had 47 regular season games together, four playoff appearances, and a Super Bowl loss. You know, I, I, I would put them a little higher. I would put them above Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson. Carson Wentz didn't go into that Super Bowl and, and, and beat New England. That was that bum Nick Foles. And then, of course, number 10, we got... Aaron Rodgers and LaFleur. One season together. Hey, okay. They played 16 regular season games and two playoff appearances with a blowout loss to San Francisco. And this is LaFleur, who a guy who likes to really run the ball. And, you know, of course, they dra- like I said earlier, they drafted Jordan Love. So who knows how much longer these guys are going to be together. The host, you know, of all this list here, the host just gives, gives a top three. And I think number one on the list should be Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll. Number two should be, obviously, should be Big Ben and Mike Tomlin. And I think number three, which some people out there might disagree with me because they think Drew Brees is a fraud, 
is Drew Brees and Sean Payton. I would have, I would, that would be my top three. The rest of these guys, they don't even make my list. They're not worth it yet. They haven't proven or anything, especially that bum Mahomes and Andy Reid, angry bird looking there on the sideline. All right, let's go to some, uh, let's change topics here. Let's go to the baseball. Baseball, Thursday night, starts their 60-game sprint, as you might call it, as some people are saying. What I find quirky about the baseball is the schedule. So, for some odd reason, I know it's only 60 games. They got the AL East playing all the teams in their AL East, of course. And then they only have them playing the NL East. And that's vice versa. The AL Central is playing the NL Central. AL West playing the NL West. I, I, don't, I still don't understand you know, why they did that. Why couldn't the AL teams play the other AL teams just like the old days and then have the excitement of an AL team playing an NL team in the World Series? You know, the two teams, they don't get to see each other. I, I just... I, I, I just don't understand the schedule. Is it for you know? Is it for the travel? Is it you know? They're playing forty games against teams in their own division, and then twenty games against the other division. So AL East, the Yankees, they're going to play forty games against the teams in their division, and they're going to play twenty games against the other teams in NL East. I don't know. I just don't. I just don't. Uh, I just don't understand the quirkiness of the schedule. But, you know, the host has got a couple plays here for the Thursday night, and I got a couple totals for the season that you guys are gonna, might be interested in. I said I was going to give some plays on the show, and I, I think these are really two good plays for totals for the year, and I think I got three quality plays for Thursday night, even though there's only two games. So first game, we got the Yankees, minus 136, playing Washington. And the over-under is 7.5. Well, you got Garrett Cole, who the Yankees shelled out a bunch load of money for, going against Max Scherzer. Well, you know, I know it's two good pitchers, but I don't think these pitchers are ready. And I only think they're going to pitch a few innings. I don't think they, their arms are built up yet. I don't know what these guys have been doing since March. I like the bullpens coming in. I don't think any of these. I don't think any of these pitchers are ready yet. I like the over seven and a half in this game, and I also like the underdog Washington at plus one eighteen. I don't think. I don't think the Yankees, Cole, and and that they're going to be ready to play this game. The other game, San Francisco's at L.A. Same thing. We got Johnny Cueto against Clayton Kershaw. My buddy Clayton Kershaw, the one of the biggest choke playoff pitchers ever to be out there. Once again, another big national game on TV. They haven't played. I like the over eight in this game. I like over eight. So these three plays I like Thursday night. I like Washington plus 118. I like the over seven and a half in that game. And then the next game, San Francisco, LA, I like over eight. Now I also got, like I said earlier, I also have a few totals for the season coming up. So one of the totals I like is I like the White Sox over 32. And here's why. Now, not only are they playing 40 games in their division, they also play the NL Central. NL Central has some crappy teams too. They got the 
They got the Pirates, the Reds. I think those two teams are crappy. The AL Central, the Royals, the Tigers, and Indians, that's a lot. They're playing those teams 10 times. Say they win 7 out of 10. That's 21 wins right there in their own division, and that's not even playing against Minnesota. I think they get 21 wins in their own division, plus a few, four or five, maybe six games on Minnesota, and then those games in the, in the NL Central, over 32. That's an easy over 32 here. The host is calling it right here on his show. Over 32. Now, the other team that I think is going to have a horrible year, they have no pitching. Their main star, Mookie Betts, went to the Dodgers. I like Boston. Under 29. I think that their division is too tough. They got the Yankees. They got those pesky little flies, the Tampa Bay Rays in their division. The Tampa Bay team never goes away. They could have a uh, they could have a minor league team, and they'll still go away. They're like that fly in the flypaper. You're always trying to get it out of your face, swinging around and waving it around. Tampa Bay never goes away. Then they got to play the. They got to play the NL East. They got to play the Mets with all that good pitching. They got to play Philadelphia. They got to play Washington with that good pitching. I don't see Boston winning. I don't see what Boston winning much. I like the under 29. That seems like a great play to me. So White Sox over 32, Boston under 29. So those are the plays the host got. Well, folks, that's all I got for you tonight. Uh, some people, I want to thank all the people who downloaded the first episode. Some people have asked where to get the show. You can go on www.buzzsprout.com to get it, and I'm going to post it on my Twitter. I'll post it, uh, the link on my Twitter later, and the host has a, uh, a Twitter. It is the host at SteelDF72. That's where you can find all my old plays. You want to go back and back check me. Uh, a lot of plays are still posted on the Twitter, so you can still check them out. I want to thank everyone again, once again, everyone for listening, and and I uh, appreciate everyone with the, uh, you know, with the patience listening to this as I, I get used to working the audio, you know, I'm getting used to it, it's a little tricky, but uh, also, man, I keep really sweating doing this, I should be sitting on like a bag of ice. Remember, once again, it's nice to be important, but more to be, but more important to be nice. And I'll see you guys next time. See ya! Sadness is the emptiness